It's Jax. What up, Dallas? Let's go. Martin Luther had a dream, but Freddy Krueger had a Ruger. X Malcolm hopped the picture, so now we back to the future. Now we back to these losers embracing death like they used to. Poking out they just but listen, son, now you leaking that future. Huh? So who's the shooter? Hum, is it your man? Or was it a fan? Or was it a stand? Huh? I would beg to differ. In hindsight, I bet you he said he was not a nigga. Plus Biggie Smalls was just minding his business, yo. Smoking an optimal. Somebody got to drop the homie Biggie. He's got to go. And they couldn't stop it, no, I wish that they could Yeah, the world needs change, but man, I wish that we would So out a long frown, a man harmed from a four pound His blood ripples on the floor from the wall sound His mama sitting at the wake, hoping the Lord's found Another dead, another gone now, damn George Elliott said that it's best to be what you want to be. Fucking do what you want to do. So I do what I want to do. Bet you did it to floss. Bitch, I did what I wanted. Bet you did it and lost. Bitch, I did it and won it. Shit, I'm never coming back. Listen, I just want to rap. Gee, I told you all of that. On about a dozen tracks. I don't give a fuck. I just, I just, I just want to rap. Spitting fire on this track like a fucking thundercat. Plus, this mic is bleeding roho. This shit is a no-no. Rolling in that low-low. Plus, I'm from that ball. Need a folk, folk, smoking on my logo. Ready for the walk, and we so so. Sitting with the flow, somebody got a vote, vote. Heard the lanes, and I swear they so so. Too much love for the fame just to go broke. You said think I had the rap game and the choke card. No, I think I got the whole world in a rope, yo. Gotta think of damn dog, you crazy. Is he the next Jay Z? My crystal ball is hazy, but I don't know. Maybe. Welcome back to the Intangic Podcast. Is your host, Chris, here. And uh, yeah, I know it's been a while. Uh, took an impromptu two weeks off just because, um, Hey, listen, sometimes it'd be happening. Sometimes I just like life gets in the way. You're tired and you take an extra weekend. And I have no, I can't even say like it was like something important or anything like that. It just, I didn't feel like getting a guest and I didn't feel like doing a show. It'd be like that sometimes. So, um, but today joining me is uh, a good friend. I haven't talked to him in a while. I, I say I keep trying to talk to you in a while, but like you were literally out here in, in May when we did our, um, our, I know. Uh, uh, the, but uh, you were so busy, we didn't even really get. To I talk. know we didn't really get to talk, y'all. I was, I was, so, people I was so fucking exhausted that week. Uh, come on, boy, Jax, you guys just heard on the intro, man. What's going on, man? Man, it has been so long since I've been on the insanity check. It yeah. makes no sense. Yo, that's, that's what it was. Yo, I was going through my list of people that have it on. I was like, man, I've been having some of the same people on a lot of time. Who have I talked to in a while? I was like, yo, it's been a minute since I've had Jax on. I was like, let me hit him up. It's like, apparently you were thinking about the same thing when I had yeah, you you, you hit me up right when I was about to hit you up. <laughs> Yo, man, that's funny as shit, man. That's, that's, that's fucking crazy, man. God, I want to say like the last time had you on, we were, you were just, you, you, you hadn't just moved. You had, yeah, maybe you had just moved. Had you just I moved maybe had Port- just moved to Portland. I think you did. Yeah. I think you had just moved up to been, Portland. It's wild. Cause I, I've been on like, I've been on where's my 40 acres a few times been on what's the tea a few times since moving out here mm-hmm. but i have not been on the podcast that started it all for me yeah man Cho, so Crazy. uh how's how's the how's the movement it's been like what a year now it's been a year a little bit over a year now um hey bro like if you get an opportunity to move to portland as a black person just don't do it but um it's 
it's it's been all right. Like I have my good days and my bad days. I think that summers here are pretty fucking dope. Um, but overall, Portland is is not it's not my style. Yeah, I think yeah. We, we were talking about that a little bit. Like I think when you were even thinking about moving out there, even like even like right before you moved out, we were talking about like man, but it's like I'm black though. <laughs> like it's a great opportunity. Yeah. It's but wild like, too because like Portland, Portland is unlike any other place that I've lived because um, it's diverse, but not in the way that you think of diversity. You know, it's diverse as far as like sexuality and all of that stuff. Like you can find pretty much anything, you, any way that, that you identify yourself, you can find that here, and everybody is super cool with it. But there's not a lot of people of color here. Hmm. You know, not a lot of people of color at all. It's like the opposite of Baltimore. No, that's crazy. Yeah, it's, yeah. but it's it's, a, it's an interesting thing because like it's it's one of those things as black people we always think about that some other people yep. don't have to. It's just like you know when people talk about your career opportunities and do all these things and like you know America's the land of opportunity. You can do all this stuff. And it's like, and you're true. Not, and can, obviously, you were able to move out there and you you have a great job. You know, I have a so, yeah, right. Exactly. So so it's not it's not like that's wrong. But then at the same time, it's like. Yeah, but man, ain't no black people out here, you know, and it's like, and, and, and you know, it can take a toll on your psyche. Um, I was just talking to my homegirl who was in, um, she's in San Jose, mm-hmm. which I mean, regardless of what people want to say about the Bay Area outside of Oakland, the Bay Area is pretty damn white. San Jose, Santa Clara, San Francisco, it's pretty damn white. And she's out there right now asking me, like, how, how do you deal with being like one of maybe 17 black people in your city and like not go crazy and i don't have a i don't have a good answer for that shit Mm -hmm. it's uh i take a lot of trips (laughs) i i try to keep in touch with my family as often as possible that's the only way i know how to how to survive out here you you know the funny thing you're you're saying that because like um i get i'm here in maryland right so we got plenty of black people and i saw i'm i've always i've grew up in maryland i have people here right but i can kind of identify with this a little bit because Again, when you work in a certain in a certain industry like we work in, like you can get into an industry where you are not allowed around a lot of black people or a lot of diversity. Yeah. My previous job, I was you know, and it does take a toll on you. So my previous job I didn't have a lot of black people around, mostly white people, um, or con- more more specifically conservative people. So even if they weren't white, even the non-white people were very very conservative. Voted conservative, thought conservatively. It's like. You know, and you're right. That started like I couldn't for the longest time figure out why I've always kind of been standoffish about my jobs and my yeah. careers and things like that. Like, perfectly honest, like, guys, one of the main reasons why I'm you don't see me podcasting as much, you know, I'm not doing a lot is because I actually really enjoy my career right now, and it's because I thought about it the other day. I actually have a good mix of people I'm around. That's a good mix of black people. That's important. Good, good mix of and and, and the job the job site feels very. Um, inclusive and not like like you said that that fake inclusive is like no it's like it's very very inclusive where it's like I can see different kinds of people you know being represented no matter how they identify and races and things like that and I'm like wow I didn't realize that you don't realize how much you need that until you finally get and you're like what the fuck how the fuck have I been living and you realize and that's the thing yeah yeah i feel you and that's the thing about my job specifically right now i guess it's one of the reasons why i haven't just like packed up and left like all together because my job is the, the people that work there are pretty diverse um especially on my team itself 
I do have quite a few people of color. I've got people of different sexual orientations and or gender identifications. And that's the first time that's ever, it's ever been like that for me. You know what I mean? Like, uh, for once I actually enjoy my job and I enjoy the people that I work around city, not so much, but my job, I can totally, I feel you on that one. You know what the funny thing about it is like, I think, I think I was talking, I was so funny. I was leaving my, I was leaving work on Friday and I was talking to some of the people that were in, and it's just in me now that the conversation was having when I was leaving, there were no white people involved and we weren't, and it just, it just, it just hit me that I had this conversation with them. But I, I told him, was like, you know, I sometimes drive an hour and a half. Sometimes if it's traffic's really bad, getting home takes me two hours. And I was like, at no point during that have I ever go, yo, I need to change my jobs. And I couldn't figure out what it was. And I was like, oh, because like, I'll sit that two hours in traffic and just have my alone time in the traffic and stuff like that. If I know that when I come to work for eight to 10 hours, it's a comfortable work environment. And it's a work environment because you, like, you start realizing how much time you spend at work, you yep. know? And I mean, you spend quite a bit of, you spend the majority of your, yeah. your life during the week at right. work. Yeah, so it's like having having that diversity, having that having a a work environment that feels like you can be included and feels like it looks like you. It can go a long way. Now, I, I'm not gonna lie; I don't know how I deal with being in a city like Portland right now. Um, but I, yeah, can, I, I can, I, but I, but I, I honestly, I think that the fact that you have a diverse work environment is probably the thing that's probably helping offset that a little bit, right? Because, Absolutely. you know, because it was both sides. Oh, you, Nick, I know you. You'd be gone. <laughs> hey, <laughs> like, you, you, you know, you know. I'll pick up be, and leave in a heartbeat, right, bro. You'd be, you be but, gone. Um, the other thing, though, about Portland, especially lately, you know, I don't want to say it's all bad. Like, Portland is actually a beautiful city. Um, if you like outdoorsy stuff, like hiking and, mm-hmm. and going to lakes and all of that kind of stuff, skiing, going to the ocean, like, Portland has all of that, especially in the summertime. It's perfect for that. And then just recently, I've started finding more black people and kind of, um, like last weekend, I went to a, a pride party that was specifically for people of color. And oh, no, nice. it wasn't packed. It wasn't a lot of people. But being able to find that was important for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, and that's, that's awesome. And it also sounds like, again, you've been there for a year. So I guess you're also got that. I mean, you, you got to adjust to the city. You got to adjust to, you know, your, your work. You're trying to find, again, I remember when we talked to you, like you were, you were still, I think you were still trying to find a place to live. And so we just talked about this when you got yeah. on that you were, you finally got a place and you're, you know, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. So you were still trying to get that stuff together. So like now that you got yourself kind of settled in there, I'm pretty sure you can start finding more things like that. Like, that's one thing that that to me does sound interesting about Portland the the uh, the outdoors and being able to hike and do stuff like that. I'm pretty sure you can probably find like some groups of black people that do that kind of stuff. And, and you gotta you gotta kind of start uh, finding you know, finding the groups that look like you to gotta do those other things. I'm pretty sure they're there. It's just you know Yo, um, I'm, I'm looking out the window right now from where I'm recording, and a, a black couple just walked by. Oh, niggas about to get off the. It's the first black couple that I've seen um, <laughs> since moving to Portland. Wow, it's usually like it's usually an interracial couple. Mm-hmm. Um, damn, this brought a tear to my eye. I'm about to cry over here. <laughs> Nigga about to get off the podcast and go. Hey, 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 can I get I y'all names? <laughs> no, no, no. It's not even some real sexual thing. I just want to kind of like. Can we hang out? <laughs> I just want to thank you for being here. Right, right, right. <laughs> thank you for being you. <laughs> no, I feel you, man. No, I feel you. That, that yeah, it's. That, that, I'm not gonna lie. What you're describing is actually one of the reasons why I, 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 
every time I think about moving and leaving Maryland, I can't. I just like, I don't know. Like, I know at some point I'm probably going to need to. Um, Maybe. Well, you're right. I I think we didn't realize how lucky we were. I mean, I definitely took how diverse Maryland was while I was there. Mm Mm-hmm. I did because I didn't know anything well, else. Well, I think it's also true. not until I went to Purdue. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing too. I've been I've been in Maryland my entire life for the most part. I mean, I, I had internship things like that in New York and things like that. But and I've been don't get me wrong, I've been to other states. I'm not one of those people that have never been to to other places. I mean, obviously, I fly out to California every year. But even beyond that, like I've been to the South. I've been to, I've been to the Midwest. Now, the Midwest that's one place. Like I can at least move to another coast. I don't know if I could do the Midwest. That to me feels like just I've I've driven through some parts of the Midwest and I've just been like I can't do this. Like there's so there was a time where I really 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 wanted to live in Chicago. I mean, you have to. I, I, lo- I love that that city. So when I say Midwest, I'm talking about like outside of the cities. You are talking about like yeah? I'm talking about like Kansas. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know if I can, I, I can't do that middle part of the country. I can't do outside of a city. You got to be in a city. And that just, it's weird to me because I also don't like cities. So, man, I love cities. I can't do countries. Oh, really? I can't do like the, sub, sub, the super suburban life just because it's, it's boring for me, especially right now. I'm like being single mm, and true. out here living my best bisexual life. Um, I, I need to be like in the middle of where everything is going on right now. Really? Of course, once I settle down and have a family, that's going to change for me. Well, I think that's what right now. I just need to be in the middle of the craziness. Yeah, I feel you. I, I, I need to be close enough that I can get to it. But I need to when I when when it's time when I, when I need to just my alone time, I need to be I need to be away. That's why I, yeah, I like, I, like I hear you. Where, where I'm at right now. It kind of sucks. like I'm back in Waldorf living with my dad and it's like in the middle and like it takes 30 minutes to get anywhere just to get to the beltway. So when yeah, my see, house that's, that's too far away. From yo, me. No, I can't. No, this is killing me. This is killing me. Like this. This is this is too much for me. Like when I move, I'll move uh, the house I'm getting built in Upper Marlboro is like five minutes from the Beltway. Now that to me is fine. Like I can hop in the yeah. Beltway and I can then you know go where I need to go or or hit a um um the metro and then get in there and be in the city within like yeah. 10 I, minutes. I need like, public transportation yeah. access if yeah. I'm going to be outside of the city. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I hundred percent agree with you on that one. And um, yeah, but I all the things get in my mind. It's like I. It's it's just so crazy, and 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 to be fair, you know, I think that the opinion I have on Maryland is also because I grew up here, because I was riding the bike yesterday, and I was going, I was going south. I just, you know, one thing about living with my dad right now in, in this house is there's plenty of nice little back roads to take on the bike, but I was riding down, I was taking these little side roads, and then it hit me. I was like, yeah, I might need to turn around because this is kind of like. Trump country, and if I break down, yeah. I don't know who some of these white people are. So I was like, let me turn around and head back home right now, because you can exactly. definitely get to you. Listen, you can definitely get to the wrong part of Maryland. <laughs> Real talk, like yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, like in the blink of an eye, too. Yeah, like, it, yeah. You just look up and you're like, oh shit, right? You're so back with folks out here, right? Right. So I mean, there are definitely, I mean, there there are Maryland does definitely has some places like you know, again, Prince uh, Prince George's County is you know I think one of the most affluent. Uh, African American counties in 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 the country, so if yep. not the most, so you have you have that, but then once you get outside of there, you start getting you know either too far south or too far north in in Maryland, 
you end up in KKK country and and and, and that racism is it will definitely remind you that you black. So you know, it, that's just some real talk there. So yeah, man, it's um, but man, it's, no, it's, it's it's good to hear that you're at least uh getting settled and getting adjusted um into Portland. Yeah, man. now now shit. that I'm settled, you know, I can actually focus on what I've been trying to focus on for the past couple of years, which you know, we've been having talks about podcasts mm. and haven't really been able to do it. I got a few ideas that I'll likely run by you uh, pretty soon. But yeah, now I can finally focus on some of that. Yeah. I mean, and like I said, I always told you, like, I remember when we talked about this and, you, and then you got the job. I was like, yeah, dude, just hit me up when you, when you're ready. Cause I yeah, trust when, me. When you're ready. Cause I was like, listen, trust me. I understand when you, sometimes hey. you get these career opportunities and you're just like, yeah, I can't turn this down. And I can't do, yeah, I can't. And I can't do everything. You mm, know? Yeah. And that, and that, and that's what's happened to me. It's like, I've gotten to this point where like, I am so busy during the week that I sometimes don't, eat, I'm not checking Twitter. I'm not checking anything else. Like I, have no idea what's going on during the world. And it was actually part of the reason why I didn't do a show last week. I was like, I, I need a week just to catch up on everything that's happening. Cause I literally was like in like, I think it was Thursday. I had a meeting from like nine. I had first meeting was at 9am. The last meeting stopped at want to say two or three. And so I didn't mm-hmm. like from nine to four, I was in meetings all day. And again, there's important things. I know people were going to be like, Oh, that sucks. I'm like, yeah, but they were like important. Like, meetings that i needed to take and some of them i right. even called so it's like right. yeah exactly that's know? me every day man i'm in right. meetings from like 8 30 until like sometimes shit i'm sometimes in like nine o'clock p.m meetings because i i got i got folks in india and mm. in ireland and yeah yeah man. i totally get it yeah man that that uh career you know, and, and manager life you're just looking at like man i always talk shit about managers but now that i am one I get it. <laughs> right. Right. It's like, yeah. And oh. I'm not even like a manager yet. I'm kind of transitioning into project management right now. But... Got you. Ooh. Yeah. It's, it's a lot, man. It's like, I'll, I'll, I'll in my days and be like, yo, I, I, I know I worked eight and a half hours, but like, um, I'll be talking to my PM. I was like, what the fuck did I do today? <laughs> She's like, I don't know, but it was a lot. Cause I know I saw you running around. So I know you were doing something. Yeah, it's it's funny. Sometimes I'm in so many meetings that I have to do my work on the weekends. Yeah. My actual work on the yeah. weekends or at home, you know. Yeah. And I have to say you um, don't get that you don't get that free time. You don't get that time to yourself. You you you, you do. But like you said that yeah. that's when that's when you start really start taking your weekends and taking that shit seriously. Like I also yeah. do this thing now. I take I take at least one one day one day a month off, yo. One day a month. I just yeah, I've, been, my, I've been doing that too. Yeah. Just do I have a reason for it? Nope. Just I need that day off. So I'm gonna do that. Okay. So we need yeah, that. Man. So, um, so I got a couple of stories I want to get into because we get you on here. One of them actually deals with Portland. I, I wanted to see what your thoughts on this because oh, it's oh uh, god, yeah, it, it, it came up and I was like, ah, normally I wouldn't talk about this, but it's Portland, so I got to ask Jack about this. So the story says, uh, Portland police chief relaxes education standards for new recruits, allowing no college may also allow tattoos above the collar and beards. Um, so this is, uh, yeah. So I actually, I actually knew about this because yeah. I'm friends with a Portland police officer out here. Yeah. So that's why I want to do, I want to talk to you about this and, and, and get the, cause I mean, my, my first reaction was, oh man, what the fuck you lower standard? And then I was like, well, it's educational standards and you know, you could be a well-educated police officer that's obese back black people. So that really isn't the problem there. Mm-mm. Um, but since you, you are in Portland, I wanted to get your opinion on, on this because, uh. Apparently, they're facing a critical uh, staffing shortage, and so the police chief, Danielle Outlaw, which is a funny name for a police chief, 
outlaw as the last name. Uh, next mm-hmm. month is a relaxing hiring standard for the borough. Um, a high school diploma or GED certificate will now be sufficient. <clears throat> and there's more. Tattoos above the collar and beards may also be allowed. The change in the education requirements take effect on July 1st. The chief announced Wednesday. The borough has 128 officer vacancies uh, and, have, and, have, and hasn't been able to fill them as, a, as fast as veterans are retiring. Uh, with other large wave, with another large wave of retirement expected in August of 2020. So, so there is a huge divide between the community of Portland and Portland PD. Mm-hmm. Um, motherfuckers just don't like each other. Even though this is a, a majority, uh, you know, I mean, it's a white city. I can't even say majority mm-hmm. white city. It's like a 98 percent white city. Um, there, there's a, there's a, a big divide between the two, and I think that has a, um, a significant effect on the, the number of people that they can recruit um, into the police department because pe- people just don't fuck with Portland PD, PD out here. Um, you know, it's a, it's a big liberal city. I still call it fake woke mm. um, because it's, it's liberal to an extent. Liberal until it comes to... to it's white liberal. Or people of color. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's white, white, white liberals. Yeah. Um, but it, it makes sense that they have to relax the standards um, because otherwise they're not going to get people in. They're probably going to have to start flying people in from other from outside of the community mm. also, which, you know, we've seen how that can work in other communities. I mean, how it doesn't work in other communities. But um, n- none of it surprises me. Um, there's not, like, a lot of, like, crazy crime out here. Um, it's mostly just drug-related lots of homelessness and and drug addiction out here but um but yeah it it doesn't surprise me you know every now and then and i haven't heard a lot of it since i moved here in the past year but every now and then portland pd um fucks with a person of color out here and there's a few protests but uh but yeah other than that you know i don't really have much to say about it um yeah i don't i don't know what else they can do to get portland more more Portland police officers to sign up or more people to sign well, up for being a police officer. It so. sounds it, it sounds like to me that and this is a, this is police in general, right? I don't know yeah. again, I, I wasn't gonna cover it too much, but I I don't know, did you see the video of the Portland police officer uh the, the Baltimore police officer that got uh the they um they actually arrested and charged here for false uh, imprisonment? Is a video of him basically. I, don't know. Running, I, I see so many. You saw so many of them. So, so I, I, yeah, I, I'll give you. I'll give you for those who have seen that. This, this is the one because you're right. There's been so many of them. This is the one where the dude, <clears throat> black dude, was walking by and saw them arresting another guy, and basically shouted them, "Hey, man, get him off the wet ground! Don't, don't you know that that man down there like that?" And he just, that's all he said and walked by, and the officer ran after that dude and threw him to that. the ground and stuff like that, and then like you know. <clears throat> Threatened then, then when some other officer was like, "Hey, do you maybe want to calm down?" Because basically, you're wearing a fucking camera on. He told him not to tell him how to do his job and stuff like that. So the yeah. police chief in Baltimore basically had that dude had the uh, officer arrested and charged with false imprisonment. It's not going to go anywhere because it's, it's a police officer. But of course, at least they 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 went that far, right? Yeah. So and that dude was a twenty. Apparently, he's a twenty four year vet of of the Baltimore police force. He's making over two hundred and forty thousand dollars a year. Apparently, he's making more money than the mayor because with overtime and all this other stuff. And I'm looking at that, and I'm and I'm going, well, that's, that's part of your problem right there. Yeah, part of your problem is 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 twofold. One, you're allowing these these officers to operate so long 
and and make so much money that they really think that they're above anything. They think they're above the law because you're they're actually getting paid above the law. Like they're getting mm-hmm. paid. Like he's literally one of the top that, that officer, that officer, that 24-year vet officer, street guy on the street was one of the highest public paid officials in Baltimore, making $240,000 wow. a year. Wow. You can't tell him anything because he thinks he is above the law because he's getting paid like he's above the law. So that's one. Two, it's something we think, I'm like, this isn't about education. This is about training. He feels that he is the law, and therefore anything he takes as being disrespectful he can he can then punish the other person for, you know, and and that's what they need training on. You don't the, the and until police and to bring it back to Portland until police get the proper training, you're not that's not going to work. Like you're not going to get people to want to sign up for that because one like you're you're putting them in a position to either hurt other people or to get hurt themselves because you're not properly training them. You know, and I know a lot of people out there say we need to abolish police, and uh, even if we do that, at some point, in a, in we need a, to abolish police. Well, yeah, and I think it's because the way the police, and, and I get it, I get the sentiment because the way the police are set up, the police are set up are basically an extension of basically slave catchers, right? It's it's kind of yeah, how yeah, they. Yeah. So I get that, but I was like, what's even, the alternative though? Well, if that, we but, abolish police, and, and, what and, do we and that's my thing. It's like even if you abolish police, and you say we're going to turn into community. Uh, communities because uh, you ain't gonna catch my ass running after nobody. Right, 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 right. I'm, I'm just letting thing. you know, ain't gonna be no citizens arrest coming from me. Well, to me, it's it's like the episode of Rick and Morty when they did the purge episode and they decided it's like, oh no, we're gonna we're gonna break down society and build it back up again, and then you find out that they start actually just, all they do is they go back to the idea the of thing. what they were doing before, right? It's mm-hmm. so it's like, but I, I I do like the idea of breaking it down, and then when you build it back up, when you you build in you build in protections for everybody, because I think that's a I think a lot of the problems with American society right now is that the ideas are good up front, mm-hmm. but when you start looking at how they were implemented, they were implemented from people that were already being hypocritical. Like all men are created equal, written by a bunch of people that were owning slaves, and so they wrote themselves some um, some caveats into their own understanding of the law. So it, while it, the, the the Constitution says that. In the back of their mind, they're going, yeah, but not the niggas, right? Because right. they don't count, right? So, well, so my idea would be to maybe, um, so you know, what is it? Internal affairs? Are those those are the guys that like uh, investigate like issues within the police department. Mm-hmm. Or, so, what if internal affairs was made up of both current police officers and current folks in the community and, and you know what I yeah mean? And to, I think, to, yeah to help decide whether or not something's on the up and up or not and i think that's i think that's along the lines of what something needs to be it's like the way that they structured the police were to basically make the police the watchman and nobody watches the watchman right and mm-hmm. and so even even to the point of you when you bring charges against the police you go to a da's office and the da's office is works with the police on on cases so you already have the you you already have any 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 of your avenues against the police go through the police, right? right? Like, what if I mean you hear this all the time about you know domestic violence cases involving police officers, right? A wife calls calls it in, and what happens? 
the guy, the, 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 her husband's buddies on the police force are the ones that show the fuck up. It's like, yep. so, and I think that right there is why this structure is broken up. I mean, I don't think anybody's saying that when you say eliminate the police, that you're saying eliminating the idea of some kind of, um, some kind of, <laughs> we're not saying eliminate the law, right? Eliminating some laws. Like you're going to need the laws and you're going to need somebody to enforce those laws. Like, even if right. you're saying it's going to be the community at some point, you'll, it'll, those that'll turn into just another police force. It just will. Like that's how it will evolve. It'll start off not being that way, but then it will. We just, I, I just know. Cause human beings are just trash. It, yeah. Human beings will always go back. Well, cause at some point it's going to turn into needing them to be around full time and you, and, and so whatever it is, I just think that if you break it down, when you go to build it back up, build it correctly, build it. Like you said, maybe you make it so that, cause I think another, another problem going back to this guy being, you know, on the police for, for 24 fucking years, that's too fucking long. That's yeah. too long. It's, I, do, right. I do not believe that you should be a police officer for that long. Because, again, especially if you're dealing in, especially in these, um, in communities that do, this is not to say that police officers don't have trauma. A lot of them do. They have trauma. They have PTSD. Go through all these things. It's like, I don't think you should see that for, you know, 24 years. Because you're going to get, you're a human being. You're going to get opinions about the, the community that you you police and clearly this dude i think his name was like ethan newman or something like that i can't remember what his name is it's clearly this dude has been on the force for 24 years and formed uh and 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 his his opinions from other police officers things he saw and just hey white supremacy and him being him he formed his own opinions about black people and authority and and, and took it to a whole other level i think at that point he's clearly been on the force way too long so if yep. you do not if you put in some community oversight, which I believe that should be it, I believe that the oversight of police should, I, like you said, that it should be current police. I, I would even say that uh, an internal affairs shouldn't be any police officers because okay. it, just, it, just, it just offers too much. It, there's too much it, there. It does, but sometimes it is. Um, I think it's good to have both uh, viewpoints oh, absolutely. on something like that because here's the thing. like you know, I would serve on such a board, but I don't know what it's like to be a police officer. True. I know what it's like to be on the other side of it. And so True. it's easy for me on the outside looking in to say, you know, True. you should have done this, this, and this. But I've also never been in a situation where True. I would have had to react one way or the other. So it would be good to have like several Valid. points of view yeah. and, and make a decision based on that. But I, I hear what you're saying. Though. No, but you're, totally yeah, and, and that's valid too. It's like getting those viewpoints in there. Either way, there definitely needs to be some kind of community oversight with mm -hmm. authority to do something. I also think that um, the power that the police union has is the power that other unions should have and not the police union <laughs> because yeah. it's ridiculous it's to the point that you can be an officer, you can kill somebody, you get charged, and the police union is there backing you and supporting you on everything. It's just like, you can't do that. So, yeah, right. no. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I, I just know that it's broken, and the way that they're doing things right now can't be, can't be allowed to continue, and it, you're, just, you're seeing it too much. And it's just so disgusting. Like, seeing this man, you know, he literally... Chase, he, he was arresting somebody else, chased down this other man simply because he told him, hey, get that man off the, get that man off the car, uh, off the ground. Don't put him on there like that. And then, li and then lied about it. It's like, they're wearing body cameras and then lying about the footage. Like, he was aggressive. No, he wasn't. We saw the footage on the camera. He clearly wasn't aggressive. So, what are you doing? Like, 
when you get to the point where it's clearly on camera and you're still trying to hit that genuine it wasn't me type shit right. <laughs> or the shaggy it wasn't me type shit it yeah no me. yeah nah dog <laughs> you gotta go like you clearly have lost us with the re- reality and humanity and you cannot have a gun <laughs> you cannot be there um right. so, gonna... so wait so let's go back to the portland police uh mm-hmm. thing um our friend, our, our mutual friend, Kyla, uh, sent me a, I guess I should call her Professor Kyla, but uh, she sent me an article this morning um, from the Washington Post about how Oregon was America's first and only state to begin as whites only. Mm. Oregon's original constitution banned black people from the state and the law stayed in the constitution for well over 100 years. I mean, that would explain a lot of what you're going through. A (laughs) lot. I mean, yeah. People like to think that that shit's only in the South, but, um, yeah, no. Wow. That's wild. Yeah, I I ain't even going into all of this, but I'll send it to you at some point. It's definitely, uh, it's an eye-opening thing when you start to learn about um, some of the history, some of the racist history of the Pacific Northwest. It uh it blows my mind. It's something that we definitely don't learn about in, all the way over in Maryland. Oh no. Um, but I yeah, mean, and and like it wasn't even like slavery was a big thing out here, but all of the other Jim Crow shit definitely was. Oh yes. Yeah. Well, even even here in Maryland, people tend to forget Maryland's the South technically. <laughs> you know, Maryland is, is just Mar- below the Mason Dixon Ma- line. Maryland is the South, and so te- you know, for all the talk about how Maryland's a blue state, Maryland this, Maryland that, like when you start again, when you start getting outside of like PD County, you start getting in too south or too north, you start realizing that oh yeah, this is the part of the South. You know, this is this is definitely part of the South. If you get out of that Northern Virginia area, go go deep enough into Virginia, you'll start feeling that shit too. It's like you you're you're shocked by how how much of the country, even if it's not population wise, but you're shocked by how like again, anytime you look at an election, you see that red map. You see how red the map is. Even 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 look at I don't just mean with, with, when, with, with, during Trump the Trump years. I'm like, look at the map, the, the electoral map and the, the, the red blue red blue counties map of the entire United States, even under Obama. And you'll start recognizing yep. how much of this country it's re- and I guarantee you, if you look at those red uh, counties, you can find racist Jim Crow-like laws back in them. Even in states like California or Oregon or things like that. Things up, mm-hmm. you know, North. I mean, come on. Like, uh, I think there was, I've seen a story somewhere about um, Kyrie Irving uh, trying, to, trying to leave Boston and saying he never really liked Boston. And I'm just in the back of my mind going, I wonder why. Is it because it's racist? Like, everybody, hey, knows how, everybody knows how racist Boston is. Like, I, Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know how many Massachusetts <laughs> listeners you have, but Boston, even though New Edition came from there, I think. Boston is one of the most racist cities that I have ever been to in my life. And I've done a lot of fucking traveling. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of places that, like, I will. Boston ain't it, Chief. Like, listen, I will go. I will go south before. I, I'll go almost anywhere south before you have me going to Boston, right? Yeah, I go. I go to Maine before I go to Boston. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> <It'd> be funny. 
<laughs> but yeah, man. I might I, go hang out in Connecticut before I hang out in Boston. Yeah, I'm Ooh. not. I'm not. I'm not doing that. Like I, I think it was. Yeah, I just, there's certain places. And it's so funny because I'm, I'm watching all these HGTV shows right now, right? And they're always doing things like, oh yeah, I'm going to. I'm moving. Out, I'm moving out to Oregon. I'm gonna go on the coast. I'm gonna do all this stuff. And I'm looking. I'm always looking. I'm like, hmm, ain't no black people around there either, aren't there? Hmm, yeah. interesting. Interesting. Damn, I, I wish there was though, because it's it's beautiful out here. No, I know. I, I, mean, that's I know. I don't. I don't. I don't. The, the way that I describe Portland and Oregon, it doesn't make people want to visit, and I get that. But God, it, it is a, a one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. No, and but that's unfortunate. And, and, and that's the unfortunate thing to me. It's like I want that. I I would love. Like to me, as far as I'm looking, I'm like you're one of the trailblazers, man. I'm like I need you to literally uh get people to move out there because if that happens, that's where I would love. I, that's one of the places I would love to go to retire at. Like if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna stay in in the United States to retire or anything like that. I would love to do it in a place like that because I like the country. I like I like that 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 the beauty of that um, the outdoors and having those views of and 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 all the stuff that comes with that. I love all that. It's just to me the back of my mind, all I can think of is like, yo, but does that town not fuck with black people? Like you know, right. and that's the one. Now place. I will say, I will say, in the past year, like since I moved here the first time, like this summer, I have seen more black people, and I don't know if they just visiting, like just stopping through, or what. But I have seen more black people this summer thus far than I saw in the entire time that I lived here in the past year. I don't know what's going on this summer. I don't know if Nike and Intel been like recruiting heavy. <laughs> it could be but yeah but i've definitely seen more so it definitely makes it a little um a little better for me so that's why i'm not completely got you, you know got got torn up about being here got um so this is really something we were just talking about right we were just talking about uh you know changing the police and things like that and this is one of the things i've been thinking about too it's just the idea of some of the laws and some of the things that this country says that it stands for and you're like that's good on paper, but isn't it was never meant to be that way. And one of the things is free speech. So this is a story out of New Zealand. And it says New Zealand judge sends neo Nazi to prison for sharing mosque shooting video. A New Zealand court today sends a man to twenty one months in prison for sharing a video of the white supremacist terrorist attack that killed fifty one people at two mosques in Christchurch. Uh, as we noticed in previous covers, New Zealand and, and many other countries do not have US style free to, free speech protections. After the mosque shooting on March fifteenth, the New Zealand chief Center, uh, uh, New Zealand's chief censor determined that a 17-minute video live streamed during the shooting is objectionably is objectionable under the country's laws. It's illegal to have a copy of the video document or to share these with others, the New Zealand government explained. Philip Arps, 44, was one of the New Zealanders arrested for sharing the video. He received a 21-month uh, uh, prison sentence at Christchurch District Court. Um, the, the, the district judge, Stephen uh, O'Driscoll, said, when questioned about the video, Arps had described it as awesome and showed no empathy towards the victims. The judge said that Arps had a strong and unrepentant views about the Muslim community and had compared himself to uh, Rudolf Hess, a Nazi leader under Adolf Hitler. Your offending glorifies and encourages the mass murder, uh, mass murder carried out under the pretext of religious and uh, racial hatred. The judge said, O'Driscoll said Arps had sent the video to 30 associates. The judge said that Arps also asked somebody to insert crosshairs and include a kill count in order to create an internet meme, although there was no evidence he actually shared the meme. Um, this is one of the things I always hear people say, you know, how great America is because we have these freedom of speech protections and blah, 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 blah. And pe whenever you t talk about limiting free, free speech, people say, oh, yeah, but then we'll use that against, you know, we use that against the underrepresented community. And I'm like, they already do that. Yeah, exactly. It's already done. All right, they already don't allow. Uh, again, the, the the black guy in in Baltimore 
who literally got arrested for telling the police officers, hey, treat a man with respect. He got arrested for that. All right. Um, mm-hmm. There's another story. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter. It was a journalist coming back into the country from Mexico. And um, the Border Patrol literally held him for like hours and went through all of his his uh, his electronic devices, his, la- his laptop, his laptop and all this other stuff and, and violated his. Per- and then and basically the law is that they can do that because. So my point is, they already found ways around your in this country around free speech. Free speech only seems to come up when it's talking about free speech of, say, the NRA. When or, it's convenient. Or, or is the KKK or neo-Nazis holding rallies. Then all of a sudden, free speech comes up, right? Freedom of religion comes up when we're talking about protecting, you know, uh, anti-gay uh, religious groups uh, from you know, allowing them to be anti-gay. But then when it comes to Muslims, it's like, oh, let's have a Muslim ban. So my belief is that this freedom of speech is a lie in this country anyway. So laws like what New Zealand had here, where you cut it off the knees, it's like, no, if you share this video, of, you lose those rights. You lose those rights, and it's not even like the, the guy shared the video, and he was like, it was shared the video as to say how horrible it was, or sharing the video because he's a journalist. This is a man who shared the video because he thought it was awesome. He showed no empathy towards the victims, and was literally trying to turn it into an internet meme. And the judge was like, "Nah, fuck you. You're going to prison." And I. I applaud that. I understand that some people who are free speech advocates are all like, oh, that's, that's a slippery slope. And I just like, we can keep talking about the slippery slope when you keep missing the drop off that happens when it's a black person or some other underrepresented person already. Like, there's already a cliff. There's, it's, forget a slippery slope. Like, black people in this country do not have freedom of speech. We saw that during any time black people protest anything that happens with police brutality. We saw that was... A, 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 Cal- you Colin Kaepernick. Anytime you try to talk to certain white people right. about it, right. and they monopolize the conversation, it's like, oh, right. So, so this, the, the, to me, this idea that freedom of freedom of speech, and we need to have freedom of speech, and like to me, it's bullshit. Because again, this is all written and all it's all enforced by people who already don't see the people that need the law the most uh, as 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 human beings. So. In that respect, it's not freedom of speech. It's a lie. It's only used as a cover to protect others. And um, so, yeah, I, um, I absolutely agree with this. Um, it says, this wasn't Arps' first uh, brush with the law. Arps was, a previously convicted, was previously convicted of offensive behavior and fined $800 after a March t- 2016 incident involving the Al-Nur Moth, the same moth that where 42 people were killed in this year's terrorist attack. The New Zealand Herald reported the 2016 incident involved delivery of a box of pig's head by the by Hitler saluting men who boasted bring on the cult. The uh, right. bring on the cult, the Herald wrote. Yeah, this dude was an asshole. Our wow. floor lawyer says that Arps will appeal the sentence and asserts that Mr. Arps had received a sentence of prison rather than home detention because his white supremacist beliefs, not his actions. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably. Wow. Yeah. Most likely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't say this wrong. Arbson Insulation Company, shortly after the March 2019 attacks, members of the public complained to police that the vans belonging to the insulation company owned were decorated with Nazi symbols. Nope. The employees in the, co- in the company wore camouflage uniforms and its promotional materials featured other white supremacist symbols and references. This dude is bold as fuck. That's wild. Yeah, I just... Hmm. I can't. Again, yeah, that gives, that gives me the chills, actually. 
Yeah, that just being that bold. But I think there's another thing too. I mean, we see it so much in in this country, but like this white supremacy, like white people all across the world are fucking acting up. Yo. They're showing their asses. Yeah, it's not just Americans. I can tell you. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely not. And so, um, but yeah, man, it's just one of those things I, I've been thinking about. Like again, looking at how Germany handled uh, Nazis after um after the war it's like yeah yeah we made that shit illegal you can't do that shit no more <laughs> you can't you can't just proudly display a nazi flag nah fuck that shit and and i i tend to agree with that i like i think that as a as a society i believe as a society we like i think the constitution is so old and outdated because it was written again when a majority a, a, a more the majority of the people that are affected by the constitution weren't involved in writing it, right? And I don't mean that in terms of like, oh, well, they're all dead today. I mean, like, it was, it represented white men and that was it. Yeah. Straight white men and that was it. Anybody else in, who lives in Maryland isn't or wasn't um, represented at, at the table when creating weren't the Weren't being thought of. And were, or worth being thought of and were purposely left out, you know? Which, which, which might be even worse. So to me, to be a society, society comes up with the laws in itself, right? This is like, um, I was seeing something. Somebody said something. Oh, this is all this talk about going on this week with the the detention the, the, the centers, concentration camps, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But I think one of the acting, um, I don't know if it was acting THS, because we have a bunch of people that are acting. They're not confirmed. They're just acting in place because Trump has fired so many people or so many people have resigned. Um, but one of the guys, he basically came out and said um, that uh, the, the ICE is going to do their job because that's the law, and he wasn't concerned about the will of the people. And I was wow. like, that should be disqualifying for your job. You would think so. Because as a, as, as a, um, as a public servant, the will of the people is your whole purpose. If you're saying the will of the people is to not detain these migrant families and to not go after them, if that's the will of the people, then that should be the law. It should be. Especially, like, when you start getting to the... And we're going to get into this later on, because there's, there's some bold shit these motherfuckers are doing when it comes to... The arguments they're making are just amazing. Um... But it's, it's, it's interesting to me, and I would love this to, to just, like, some of them I just want to, like, hold their head in the toilet bowl water because they're just like, did you really just fucking say that shit? So, um, but we'll get into that later or later because I, I didn't want to get too heavy with that right now. There was another story I wanted to kind of circle back to. It's a little bit lighter. Um, it's kind of a follow-up story okay. uh, for something that we've been covering on this show uh, the last... The last few episodes, um, and um, I don't know how to feel about this one, but it, 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 I'll just come out and say it. It says, um, uh, well, let me actually let me make sure. I want to make sure it's real, too. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. Um, nearly half of young people aren't using deodorant in poll fines. Uh, are not? Yeah, not using deodorant. So what are they using? They just walk around stinky or what? The full found about 40% of people, 18 to 24, don't, do not use deodorant at all and have it in the last month. Are these the same people that are not washing their legs? It's got to be. I feel like it's got to be. It's got to be the same people that are not washing their legs. Mm, that makes sense. Uh, according to a new poll, an alarming amount of folks are dishing their deodorant altogether. 
The poll found about 40% of people 18 to 24 do not use deodorant at all and haven't used in the last month. For their slightly older peers, 25 to 34, the results aren't that much better. A whopping 31% of those polled said they also do not use deodorant. So are they using like natural means or, I mean, because there's, there's a way that you can deodorize without using like oak. Off so like, and I don't like, believe it's like, that. like charcoal and stuff like that. Right. So I don't believe it's that. Like it, it's like, um, it's like when we were talking about people washing their legs and there's like, there, there can be some excuse, like whether it's disability or maybe you're just depressed for the week. Like to me, I, I think those side of things are not falling into this when we talk about these kind of polls and things like that. That doesn't count, right? This is people that are literally just on some. They don't think they need. Mm. I'll um, tell you what. I just switched to some natural deodorant that I got from Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. That's just not working, bro. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's, it's like, first of all, it makes my, my underarms like itch. And then second of all, after about three or four hours, I'm like, Hmm, I feel like I need to put on more deodorant or go take a shower. <laughs> like I'm, I'm trying to be like better about the environment and like stop using like a lot of like chemicals and shit like mm-hmm. that. But I don't think it's working, bro. Yeah, and that's my thing. It's like if you if you're looking for alternatives and things like that, and you're trying like that would make more sense to me. But the idea of we just you just think up front that because even here, even with this, you're like you're like I think I need to put more deodorant on. Like I. I feel a certain way. Like, I don't know. I I'm don't saying understand. God didn't make us to wear deodorant, bro. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, but he and, also didn't make us to wear clothes either. So for, I guess we should all be walking around butt ass naked. Just, some, people, some people do that. And, uh, but uh, can I you know, imagine? I'm in Portland, bro. But, but, I know. Oh, can you? I can only imagine butt ass naked people with no deodorant who haven't showered <laughs> and washed their legs. Yeah, the naked bike ride is next weekend. So I'm probably going to uh, witness oh. all of that. Ah, ah, nice. Nice. That is, that is, that's great. Um, I don't. I didn't know we needed. Like, there's just certain things I didn't know we needed to discuss as as people, as adults. Um, one is wash your legs in the shower. Two is put on deodorant. And when I say deodorant, any kind of deodorant, whether I don't care if it's all natural, I don't care. Whatever it is, you need, need to put some, some antiperspirant. Something. something, 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 because you're gonna stink. You are. You just will. All right. Um. And, and, and three, vaccinate your fucking kids. Like, I didn't, I just didn't think we needed to say all these things. But apparently, we did. <laughs> apparently, yeah. we did need to say these things, you know? Pretty damn sad. I, I just, I'm, I'm very upset that we, we were having these conversations that felt like, I thought this went unspoken. I thought we didn't. I didn't know we needed to say this. I didn't know we needed to talk about this because clearly um, I thought we were all adults and I thought we all knew how to take care of ourselves, but apparently we don't. And, and again, like, but you know what though, when you like, cause I travel a lot, right? So I go to, I go to other countries sometimes and people just, the older is not the thing culturally there mm-hmm. in, in certain, certain cities and certain, in certain countries. So, I mean, I guess, How's the smell? I though? Get it. How's the smell? How's the smell though? Is, are they... Not great. Okay. I mean, okay. not great. Yeah. Okay. Not okay. great. Okay. But, uh, I mean, I'm just saying, if this is what we're as a as a nation, if we're deciding we're okay with Musk. Um. I mean, some people say it's a pheromone. <sighs> <laughs> look, I'm look, I'm shooting all kinds of penalties <laughs> right now. I have no idea. I don't know. I'm just playing devil's advocate over here. 
ah, just, ah, I just, I, I can't. Like, there's been days where I, I um, use my deodorant in the morning, go to, the, and, I, and I end up going to the gym in the middle of the day, and somehow I forgot my deodorant. It's like, I yeah, always feel worst, weird. I will, leave, I will leave work in the middle of the day to go get some. I've done it before. I've done that before. I was just like, yo, you know what? I showered, and I, and I cleaned up afterwards. I know I'm clean. I can pro- and I'm sitting in air conditioning. I can probably make it the rest of the day without putting some on. And I'm still like, like after like an hour, I'm like, yeah, I gotta run to the, I gotta run to Walmart real quick. I can't. I'll be I, back. Yeah, I'll be right back. I, I gotta. I'm sorry. I gotta just, just one, at least one swipe, one swipe of the, of the day. I, I gotta get that in there. So, um, yeah, I, I had to follow up with that story because I, I can't believe we're we're having to go all the way back to having conversations about um cleaning ourselves. Just, nothing surprises me anymore. Hmm. Absolutely nothing. I, you, you know what? True. This is very, very true. It's very, very sad. And um, yeah, I, I just wash your asses, folks. And then, like, just hygiene. Hygiene. It's just why are we? Why are we? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Um, it's another. I want to call this a feel-good story, but it also kind of makes me upset. In some, in some respects, that it even has to be a story. Um, and it's Pride Month, so uh, this is a story about. Um, Dwayne Wade says supporting his son at Pride is his job as a father. Uh, Dwayne Wade was praised for supporting his 11-year-old son during uh, attending Pride in April. The NBA star, uh, NBA star said his, his job as a father. Wade's son, Zion, had his family, including stepmother uh, Gabrielle Union, to support him at Miami, Miami Beach uh, Gay Pride, uh, Pride, Pride Parade on April 7th. Zion is 12 years old and has not said publicly how he identifies. I don't really talk about it much because it's Zion's story to tell, Wade told Variety in an interview. I think as a family, we should support each other, and that's our job. And my father, and my job as a father is to facilitate their lives and to support them and be behind them in whatever they do. Um, the reason why I said that shouldn't be a story is because, like, that, that's just, he's right. <laughs> his job yeah. as a father. I mean, that is, that is literally supposed to be what your job as a father is supposed to be. I mean, I think, it's, don't get me wrong, I think it's, it's great that Dwayne Wade and Gabriel Union have been so supportive of Zion. I, it just to me, it just it's sad to me that it it comes off more of as an outlier. Um, with yeah. him, particularly with Dwayne Wade being, you know, this is not just a black man, but he is a black man, black man in a in a major sport in 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 the NBA. Um, I know he reti- recently retired, but like this is a huge thing, and to think that um, it's still such a shocking thing that we need to point it out as being, you know, unique. It's kind of sad, but on the other hand, I mean, it's overwhelmingly a positive it story. It is. Um, and we need to hear more stories like that, unfortunately, because people have this crazy stereotype that black people in general are just not as, are not as accepting of the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. And that is definitely a false narrative. Um, especially these days. I know we want to say that black people aren't as accepting, but that's not, this is just plain not true um, for all black people. Mm-hmm. So it is, so it is good to hear more of these type of stories. You're right. It should be a non-story, but let's, let's try to rewrite the narrative if we can, because we are sometimes more supportive of, of and, that in our community. So. And wasn't it, was it Damon Wayans who did the same thing with his daughter? Yeah, I believe so. I think so. He came. He came out uh, for uh, for her. Some I, maybe it wasn't Damian Wayans. Maybe it was Marlon Wayans. It was one of. 
Was it Marlon? Was it was it, was it, was it Marlon? Was it Keenan? It wasn't Keenan. It wasn't Keenan. Yeah, it was it was Marlon Wayne's. It was Marlon. Yeah, it was Marlon Wayans came out after Pride, you know, his Pride post. And it was like, again, so here you have two two black men. Again, the stereotype being that black men are super homophobic and, and, and don't support, uh, you know, the LGBT community. And Marlon Wayans came out, wished his daughter a happy Pride, on, I think it was on Instagram. And then when people came for him, he basically told them to fall the fuck back. That's my daughter you're talking about. Um, and then you have, uh, you know, and... and to me, the the support that you see from Dwayne Wade and Gabriel, Gabriel Union, that is like, it, like they're not hiding it at all. Like this is like the third time that you've seen them do something very, very public to support Zion, and um, they're not. You know, it's not for show. They they really do support and love that boy, and and that's that's great. And that's um, you know, you're, you're right. I I think I think with all the stereotypes stuff we see, and especially when you see you, you get a lot, you see a lot of home homophobic stuff from 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 black male celebrities from from athletes and things like that so like to see to see Dwayne Wade do this I think it was just great great so so I want to see these type of stories to continue being stories until we can kind of get rid of that that stereotype no absolutely absolutely so um, but yeah, I saw that. I saw that story. I saw it pull out, and like I said, I think that was um, that was pretty. That's pretty dope, you know. And I saw the pictures of them supporting him and stuff like that. Like, like if any, if anything, <laughs> Dwayne Wade and Gabriel Union are those un, are those uh, annoyingly supportive uh, parents. I, I would love that. <laughs> Which are basically I, like yo, right. I, can, I can see D. I can see D Wade doing a uh, doing drag just to support. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Duper extra. Mm-hmm. And then, yo, him, yo, him, and then he pulled in uh, LeBron James to help too, yo. Mm-hmm. Yo, mm-hmm. I can see that shit. I can and totally I can, see that. And then I can be, and you'd be and, like, oh, "That's my dad and his best friend again." God damn it! <laughs> I mean, I love him. I love the support. But uh, can you guys? Can you guys not? Can you not be? Can you guys not be that supportive? Oh man, I can see that. That needs to be like a, an episode on a sitcom yo. where the, the parents are just like overly supportive and embarrassing the kid. <laughs> You're like mom, dad, yeah, man, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like okay, I need you guys to calm the fuck down a little bit. All right, no, nah, but we're gonna support you. You going to the you 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 go you have a you have a drag show today, right? Come on, we're going. It's like, yeah, no, I you know what? Actually, no, I don't want that because last time you guys were super super embarrassing and you guys were way too loud. And um, mom, dad, I just need you guys to can you stop? Like, can you know what? Honestly, that's that's a real shit though, right? Because how many yeah. times do you do some shit and you're just like. Yo, can you guys not be so supportive? You guys are actually being very, I guess, showing your asses. Can you please not do that? But no, you, you're, you're a child. We're going to support you. We have to support you. It's like, ah, God damn it. Okay. So that, that was great. No, that's, that, that's, that's the annoyance of, of, of your parents. The kind of annoyance that you, you have and then you grow up and you, you go back and you look back at it. You're like, oh, I'm really glad they supported me like that when nobody else did. Like, you want your parents to be your biggest cheerleaders. And so... I think this is a great fucking story. So, um, yeah. I hope, again, I hope we, I hope we hear, well, I hope we hear like you. I hope we hear more of them until it's no longer. It's so it's so common that it doesn't even need to be pointed out anymore. So, hundred percent with you on that one. So, all right, let's get back into some more serious shit. Um, we're talking about how we're bringing all these things back. Apparently, um, apparently you're bringing concentration camps back. Thought they were already back. 
Yeah. They, they never really left, but now we're really kind yeah. of bringing them back. I, did you... Uh, let me see if I can... Can I get... I want to try to see if I can find... Uh, I don't know if this video has it. So, um, did you see the video of the lawyer arg- for the Justice Department arguing that soap, toothbrushes, and... Oh, here we go. It actually is it. She's going to argue that soap, toothbrushes, and even beds don't necessarily meet the criteria for safe and sanitary and aren't needed for a, for a facility to be safe and sanitary. It's fucking ridiculous. So let me see if I can play this. You mean there are circumstances when a person doesn't need to have a, a toothbrush, toothpaste, and soap for days? Well, I think in CVP custody, there's frequent, it's frequently intended to be much shorter term. So it may be that for a shorter term stay in CVP custody, that some of those things may not be required. Oh, it's not the full thing. It's, it's, it's this thing that Huffington Post is. And the whole thing, she basically argued, and the, the judge is like, but like, they're not, this is the, the case we're talking about is not about like a few hours, it's days. Mm-hmm. You're having days. Like, this is the thing, like, we can have the whole conversation, and, and this is where I might make some people upset. Um, I know AOC has come out and it's like, "Hey, these are concentration camps. We need to have this, mm-hmm. you know, call things what they are." And I know some people have been like, "Maybe we shouldn't call them concentration camps right now." Here's my thing. All right, they're concentration camps. We, we can. I, to me, here's my thing. I, I don't. And, I, and while I understand people who have this whole thing of we should call things what they are, and that's the important piece here. I feel like it's not that important. I don't give a fuck what they call it. They could call it a trip to Disney fucking land. All right? No matter what you call it, it's wrong. It's not humane. It's yeah. not humane. Right. I don't, like, to, and, and so, and this is where I, I, I have a little bit of my issue with AOC and some others. It's just like, I feel like sometimes they, want, they, they pick fights that give the other side the, the chance to, too. the ammunition to change the conversation for what it should be to argue about something that's really dumb and not, not important. Like, arguing about whether... Thing, even, though, even though words mean something. They kind of don't sometimes. They, they don't. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's not the, the... The main idea isn't what you call it. The main idea is what's happening right. and what it is. I don't care if you... I don't care if some people want to call it a concentration camp or some people don't want to call it a tr- concentration camp. Us turning and having a, a you know a week long argument into well and because then that because because what you have to understand and I think me and you understand this because again you work in the corporate life and you, and you start doing some things with project management and management things like that you start realizing certain things I've I've gotten caught up with this a couple of times right at work where it's like I want to be very blunt and say oh yeah that's not working and then I realize that I'm saying that in front of a client and then all of a sudden that turns into a whole other words like. What do you mean it's not working? But I was told it was working. Now, now you're having to argue and go back when all you could have just said is you could have, you could have said it a different way uh, to avoid going down that other path of having to argue with that. And that's where this comes down to me. It's like, sure, you are right. Like, I am not going to say she's wrong that they're not concentration camps. They are. They're horrible detention centers. They're concentration camps. Where the fuck you want to call them? Like, there have been a lot of uh, people that come out, like, George Takai came out and was like, hey, you know, because remember, he was, he was interned in the Japanese internment camps back in, what was that, the 40s, I believe? He grew up, yeah. he was a child in one of them. He was like, yeah, those are concentration camps. I know what a concentration camp is. I've been in one. Um, and so I'm not going to argue that that's, that, that, by the letter of the, the by the definition and yeah. this, I'm not going to argue that it's that they're not. But to me, it's like, what would you rather be having an argument about? Would you rather have the the argument 
that they're concentration camps, or would you rather have the argument that these kids should never be in them in the first place? Right. Or they shouldn't exist in the first place. And, that, and to me, and, and and that the effect. I mean, if if you really want to frame it around concentration camps, you can say that the effect of what these kids are going through in these camps, what these people are going through in these camps right now, is very similar to the effects of the folks who were in concentration camps. Right. Like that's how you can frame the conversation. Right. I mean, lawyers that have gone in to look at these kids and said there's a smell. The kids are laying on concrete floors. There was one I saw where uh, and I, th- I don't know if it was the New Yorker article about this or not, but basically they were saying that there was a there was a lice outbreak, outbreak of lice. Right. And yeah. in order to fix it, what they did was they gave like a group of kids two combs. Not each kid a, uh, two combs. The group of kids had two combs. One of the combs got lost. So it's like, you're, you, the way you deal with a lice, lice outbreak isn't to continue to share combs. That spreads the lice. What are you doing? So, obviously, the, the, the things that are happening inside of these centers, or these detention centers, kind of trades, whatever the fuck you want to call them, are inhumane. That should be the point and, and the reason why i say this is like i feel like a lot of people have you have good intentions when you say call things what they are let's call them uh call them concentration camps let's do this it's, it's it's a moral right thing i think a lot of people haven't understood that unfortunately the moral right thing and something being right isn't enough it just isn't sometimes so while they are technically concentration camps calling them that you're gonna have a lot of people that are gonna push back on that because that that gives them a that gives them another excuse to argue the semantics without dealing with the actual horrors that are going on, and that's yeah. a reality. And I think there's a lot of re- a reality a lot of people haven't grasped their, grasped their head around that some people don't want to have the the real conversation, um, and instead they want to they want to do this. And and I again I don't want to take away folks. I don't want to take away from folks' anger and, and their um, desire to call things what they work. I think, again, I think, it's, I think it's an important piece that's missing in our society today in which we don't call certain things things, right? We call things, uh, something's racism, we want to call it racially motivated or racially charged and things like that. And so I get it. But sometimes I think people need to understand that sometimes you got you to gotta make a better you have to make a you have to make a choice about what what do you want to have the argument about? Do you right now want to be arguing over the semantics of what a concentration camp is versus a detention center, or do you want to be arguing that these these children shouldn't be separated from their families or be be here at all? Do you want to have Do you want to just talk about from the from the get go that the the conditions that they're living in are inhumane, or do you want to be arguing over the fucking word? Right, like, and, and to me Agreed. the answer is I don't want to be arguing over a fucking word. I don't. I, I don't. I don't care. I don't. I, again, like I said, I don't. Yeah, let's argue over what it means. Let's right. argue over what what. Let's argue over what needs to be argued about. Yeah. Let's argue over how you, how are we going to change it? Because like here's the thing. Right. I don't give a fuck what you call it. You could call it anything. You could call it any, like I said. You can call it Disneyland. Disneyland for migrant children. I don't give a fuck what you call it. The conditions inside them are horrific. They're absolutely horrific. Kids have died. Like apparently, uh, in that article, uh, the 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 lawyers had to force 
the the border patrol to take several of the children to the hospital because they were clearly sick. Like, it's very, very clear to me, these motherfuckers have no idea what they're doing. And they should not be in charge. And we should not, we, we, we should not be running these things. That is just very fucking clear to me. Um, but until people, um, but you want to have an argument over what, what it's called. I just, I just, I just think that that's a poor use of everyone's time. You know, absolutely. It's, you know? it's, def- it's not just, it's a waste of time. It's not just a poor use. It's right. an absolute waste of right. time. And it's just like, I, I get, like, to me, it's just one of these, these, you're trying to, you, and, you're, and here's the thing. It's a victory you're never going to win. Right. You're and, never going to, you're never going to get people. it's such low hanging fruit trying to like attach an issue to something like the Holocaust. Right. You're never going like, to. That's, that's, that's easy to do. You know, yes, it'll, but it'll spark conversation, but you're not going to get out of it what you think you're going to get out of it. Yeah, it's, it's not. You're not going to get the people that you want. Because here's my other thing, too, is like, what is the end goal with that? By doing that, you're never going to win. The, so, so there's not, there's not somebody, I'm about to play this, this video of some of these Trump supporters who don't give a fuck about these, these family separations. You're not going to win any of these people over by calling them, by, by, by saying that they're really country camp. Like, nobody's going to go, oh, well, you know, I heard about the kids dying. I heard about, I saw the pictures of them in cages and sleeping on the floor with aluminum blankets. Uh, but it wasn't until you called it a concentration camp that it really hit home for me. But that, that, that's not, that doesn't do anything. You're not going to win those people over. The people who were like me and you who already like, yeah, it's fucking horrific, were already out the minute that they got separated. Like you calling it a concentration camp isn't somehow winning me more over to the argument. So to me, it's like, what does arguing over the, what you call it mean? And, and the other thing, too, is you're not going to shame the administration. Because nope. this is an administration that, again, has had kids die in cages. If that didn't they shame them, right. Yeah. If that didn't shame, and to, be, and to take it a larger, a larger point here is, this is the United States government. The United States government fucking locked up Japanese Americans in, 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 in World War II. Mm-hmm. Right? We, the, yeah, we, 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 we moved the Native Americans into the reservations. Like, so this is, you're never going to shame the American government by calling these concentration camps. It's like, can't yeah, because we do that shit, right? So why argue that point? To me, it's like it, you know, now we're talking about history books. Cool. We want that. We want it for the record. We want it in the history books. What we're not going to do is sit there and make this whole argument about what you call something when we should be talking about what is actually happening, which is fucking horrific. It is absolutely horrific. And the other side has no... Like they will literally, they are literally going to court to argue that these kids don't need toothpaste or toothbrushes or blankets. They are literally making that argument. That is what they truly believe that you do not, if you, you are a child in our custody has been separated from their families and we believe you can like sleeping on concrete. They have kids sleeping on concrete. With those aluminum blankets. That's a damn shame. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not here to argue about whether it's a concentration camp or not. Like, to me, it's... Let's just a, argue if it's right or wrong. Right. Like, that's right. bottom line. Right. It's, it's wrong. Unless you're a Trump supporter, in which, yeah. In Mesa, Arizona, you can find plenty of good food. What you won't find, especially among Trump fans, is sympathy for immigrant families separated at the border. These people that we have coming across the border illegally are breaking the rules. I have no feelings for them at all. Despite the images of children torn from their parents or the sounds of kids crying in a detention center, folks here back the president 
completely. It's not about Mexicans. That's what everybody is so angry about. It's not. It's, I don't care if you're from Canada. I don't care if you're from where. You just can't come into this state and reach. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know how to... I just came up with a movie idea for Jordan Peele. Hmm. Let's have some people who are upset about this. This is in the movie. This is hypothetically in a movie. Kidnap a bunch of Trump supporters' children and throw them in camps. Hmm. 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 Um. Maybe, maybe then they'll see how fucked up that shit is. Hmm. But, but I'm, I'm, in the movie, in the movie, it's just in the movie. We can call it uh, I don't know what we can call it, but it's it's wild that they don't see what's wrong with this. It's what, this it, is why I don't watch news anymore. By the way, oh, yeah, I yeah. don't even keep up with news stories. Low key, no. Uh, Only I, time I hear news stories is when I come on here, bro. Oh no, I do. I literally, I. <laughs> why do you again? Another reason why I didn't do a show last week. I didn't feel like catching up on some of the news. Yeah, I literally didn't. I didn't feel like catching up on some of the news. I didn't feel like talking about some of the news because it's just like. These people lack so much fucking empathy, but you're absolutely right. If it happened to them or their kids, they'd be crying to high heaven. Yo, the black couple lives in my building. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry to change the subject. Oh, shit. Look at this. I know, right? <laughs> oh, you think the people- yeah, yo, you, you, Jackson's got new best friends. People are living yeah. off of the state, but not doing it legally. Absolutely. And I think it's bull- You hear a lot of anger and a lot of the president's own arguments especially that many of the immigrants are actually criminals posing as parents. Now, when you have a bad guy coming across, kidnapping a kid and trying to come across, I don't buy that. How many of these do you think could be bad guys? I don't really know, but... uh... So let's go with this dumbass's belief, right? Mm So, this is a terrorist that has, first of all, I don't know why a terrorist would do that, because a terrorist can just come across any other way, but a terrorist is now, bad guy has kidnapped a kid, and is using a kid to get into the United States, which just seems like a very convoluted reason to do, a uh, thing to do. But so you're doing that, right? How does that explain the treatment of the children once you have taken the kids? So you've now taken the kids away from the bad guy, and you've now saved them by putting them into cages and giving them aluminum blankets and no toothpaste and toothbrushes and stuff. How does that make any fucking sense, sir? Doesn't. It doesn't. There's a lot of people being hurt by bad guys coming into this country. A lot of people. You know what I think we should do? I think we should. I think we should go out and find all those white supremacists and take all their kids away from them. In this yeah, that's, what, that's, what, that's what I'm talking about. Hmm. I mean, that's what should happen in a Jordan Peele movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, uh, yeah. What if we start doing that? When you start taking away people that walk around with uh, Nazi imagery on their clothes and stuff like that, and hail Hitler and all this other stuff, we're taking their kids away from them and putting their kids into concentration camps. How would we feel about that? In hmm. Mexico. Oh, and mm, even better, even better. <laughs> Actually, that isn't true, but it is what these Trump voters believe. Madeline Carroll doesn't like CNN, and she doesn't like the way the media, she says, is trying to make her feel guilty. Quit trying to make us feel teary-eyed for the children. Yes, I love children a great deal, but to me, it's up to the parents to do things rightfully and legally. You support the president 100%. Correct. Not all Trump supporters. These motherfuckers are terrible. Like, 
I support children. I love you know this is this is the this is the the um anti-choice uh anti-abortion people you know i love mm-hmm. children i love children i think that people having abortions as soon as a child's born it's like oh, oh fuck them fuck them now right mm, fuck them feel that way in a trendy watering hole in scottsdale i meet up with four conservative friends despite the stereotypical image of trump supporters they're not old angry or altogether white they're young highly educated professionals with immigrant histories in their families Let's go back to my point about the uh, Portland police, about how uh, just making them like, lowering the standards education wise doesn't necessarily mean that it, you're going to get a different. That it's going to be good. Yeah, or it's going to be bad because like, even highly That's educated true. people can can be dumb because these motherfuckers are probably about to say something dumb. At the end of the day, the zero tolerance is about enforcing the law. They all like Trump's tougher stand on border protection, but all feel it's going too far. Well, I'm definitely not for separating families. It wasn't well thought out of kind of the human aspect. Of- you voted for a dumbass. Okay. You voted for a dumbass of it. And also, you're supporting zero tolerance. So you're saying you're for the zero tolerance. This is what zero tolerance looks like. This is a problem I have with some of these the smart conservatives. They always take the rosy idea of what some of the stuff means. Like They thought zero tolerance would somehow not be zero tolerance. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, did you th- what did you think that was? Why didn't you not believe this man? So, or, or the whole idea of why well, I didn't think he'd really do it. He said a lot of things. I didn't, but that's what you supported. Of how this plays out, both uh, you know, for the families and for everyone involved. Politics aside, there are real families involved here. And, you know, the Statue of Liberty says, give us your huddled masses. And so I want to remain a country that that's our motto. They all don't believe Trump likes taking kids from their parents. Instead, they see what's happening as an unintended consequence of a stricter policy. Shouldn't we somehow end it immediately? And I think that's what they need to do, but it's politics. That's the sad part. Common sense is now taken out of the equation. They hope Congress and the White House can make a deal this week ending family separations. In their minds, unlike some other Trump voters, zero tolerance should not mean zero compassion. But that's my thing. So I, this is one thing where I'll say I think CNN did a disservice here. I think mm-hmm. the second group of people was even worse than the first. Agreed. Because Because the second group of people are, get to, gets to make themselves look better. But at the end of the day, they're going to be right with the other people voting for Trump. Yeah. Like at no point did it, said that, that, that it come off as they're no longer supporting the president or they're not going to support him. Or that they this, regret. Or they regret it. Or right. anything like that. Right. No. At no point do they do that. They still support him. They don't like the politics of it. They don't like that it makes them look bad. And that's the problem. Like, to me, that makes them worse. The other group, oh, yeah, fuck them, right? Those are people that you see that you're never going to change. And most of them are old. We said before, they're going to die soon anyway, right? So fuck them. Yep. These other group with the younger, the smarter, and stuff like that, that honestly, all the being younger and smarter should mean they should know better. And they're over here talking about how, oh, well, the policy is about policy and about uh, zero empathy. But I'm like, but that's what you did. You voted for Trump because you had no empathy. You're trying to swing it around as a, always. This is just a law. This is an unintended consequence. Blah blah blah. No, it is the. It's not an unintended consequence. This is the exact consequence of, of what zero tolerance is, and you knew that. You choose to ignore it because you have no empathy. So, like this, 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 this separation of these the two groups that they showed here as one having empathy and one not is bullshit the second group mm-hmm. has just as, has just as little empathy 
as the first group. It's just that they they lie to themselves so they can sleep better at night. Yep, agreed. Just fuck them. Fuck them. Yep. Em. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, I and I didn't hear that second part before I played it on the show, so I was just like, "Oh, go fuck yourselves, yeah. You guys are you're so full of shit. Um, I can't deal with this shit. Um, one more politics thing, and then we'll do a great moment of white privilege. Oh yeah, we're doing pretty good time. We're keeping these to like ninety minutes. Um, and this is so. This is another one of those things that I personally don't give a shit about, but like the arguments against it are so dumb, right? So Senator Tim Scott supports McConnell on not paying reparations for slavery. So Tim Scott, one of the uh, the only African American Republican senator, um says that he agrees with Senator Majority uh, Leader Mitch McConnell that reparations are not a, real, not a realistic path forward because it's too complicated to figure out who to compensate. So first, let's stop there and just say it's not complicated to figure out who to compensate. You compensate black people. Right. Like, you just, you, you compensate black people. Like, that's... To me, the real, the real, the real uh, complication with reparations is not... Cause I always hear this too. It's like, well, who pays for it? Like, Mr. McConnell's whole thing is, well, the people that were involved in that were long dead now. I'm like, yeah, the U.S. government pays for it. That's how you pay for it because the U.S. government is what pretty much made for me. Like, that, that's what it not is. Not that and difficult. So, and, our, and our taxes go to pay for everything else too. So people pay a little bit more. Probably won't even have to pay a little bit more in their taxes to pay for reparations. We can do mm-hmm. that shit. We, 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 yeah, that's fine. Um, to me, it's not who, who you pay. It's, it's what do reparations look like? Because, right. you know, I've seen some people say, oh, just give them, you know, give them, uh, give a certain X amount of dollars and blah, blah, blah. I don't think that that helps. I think no, it needs think to, that. Work. Yeah. So I think there needs to be a real, a, a real discussion on what reparations look like in terms of what. And I know there's been other people that have done actual work in this to find out what actual reparations for African-Americans would look like. Um, to me, I would think it would be something along the lines of maybe free education. Um, free schooling, something like that. Um, like there, there, there's a lot of different things other than just a monetary value, or maybe even just getting maybe several things. Maybe there's a monetary value, but there's also some of these other things. But I think that to me, true reparations for African Americans would have something to do with hoping to balance, um, yeah, balance the years but, of of what slavery did in in and what Jim Crow law, and not just slavery, but Jim Crow laws as well. I think right. a lot of things, and, and you can't just focus on like for education. You can't just focus on the young people because mm-hmm. what about the older people? Exactly. Who, exactly. who are suffering? Right. I don't know. In, in, increase uh, retirement benefits. Yes. Um, yeah. Something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So as, as I think, and you're right. And I think it's got to be something like along that lines that it goes, it cuts across the board. And, and I also want to say that I think reparation, making it seem like it's just reparations for slavery, I think is also another thing that Republicans are using. Because I don't know if you saw Mitch McConnell's answer. It was like, well, you know, we got our African-American president. We, we had the Civil Rights Act, and we did a lot of repairing for this, uh, uh, paying for the... No, you didn't. That's not what this Gross. is. Um, but I think that reparations for African-Americans shouldn't... Just, it shouldn't just be slavery. It should be... Reparations needs to go up from you're 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 paying and the U.S. government is paying not just for the slavery, but then the Jim Crow laws afterwards, up to the fact that you know we did not have equal rights until the Civil Rights Act. That is the period in which civil rights. I mean, that that is the period in which reparations is covering, and it should it should cover in that in that gap 
it should then be covering not just uh, people who were affected by slavery. It should be covering people who whose kids, even the kids today, are growing up today because they are suffering from you know the fact that their parents and the parents before them were slaves or, or didn't weren't able to get land and weren't able to own this and that. Like, there's a lot that goes into that. It's it's pretty easy to see who should should get rep- uh, reparations. It's just a matter of what they should be. Um, and the fact that Tim Scott is out here carrying water for Mitch McConnell and then taking a cop out, right? Right, and then taking a cop out. His whole thing was, because um, he, he was asked, asked about McConnell's assertion that the country was making progress with race relations as illustrated by the election of Barack Obama as the first African-American president. Scott said, that's not, that's not as relevant to me as the issue of reparations. Reparations has nothing to do with whether you elect a black president or not. That's a whole different conversation. Reparations are about what happened in the past and what's, what's happening in the present. That's my theory. Uh, Scott declined to, to directly address McConnell's comments, and have, which have drawn criticism from Democratic politicians and activists, because he had not seen them in full and therefore wanted to discuss only the issues involved. Because he's a coward. Mm-hmm. Because he's a coward. He knows exactly what Mitch McConnell said. Come on, it's not that hard to find out. He could have pulled, somebody could have pulled up his phone right then and there and showed him the comments, and he would have said so the same thing. All right? Same Tim, Tim Scott is being an asshole. Um, Mitch McConnell, mm-hmm. this is what Mitch McConnell said. We've tried to deal with our original sin of slavery by fighting a civil war, by passing a civil lever, by, by fighting a civil war. It's funny when they, it's funny, the civil war is about states' rights, um, but it's only about uh, slavery when white people want to use it as an excuse for why they can't pay reparations. It's funny how that works, right? Um, we, we, we dealt with our original sin of slavery by fighting a civil war, by passing landmark, landmark civil rights legislation. We elected an African-American president. My whole thing to this whole thing was we? We? Yeah, for real. We, we? What's, that? what's that we? We? You guys fought, and fought against you know, Barack Obama and were very, very upset that he got elected. Um, you all would not have voted for the civil rights legislation. And actually, the Republican Senate does everything in its power to strip away power from that, like not renewing the Voting Rights Act, right? Um, and you guys didn't fight a civil war for, you guys are probably on the opposite side of the civil war, stated by the fact that you all are still defending Confederate monuments. Like, right, the fuck right, are you talking about? Talk. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. what uh, my, my thing is, again, I don't, I don't think uh, reparations is going to be a, should be a topic. I know, I know Tennessee Coates and some others were in, um, when Washington this week to talk about reparations and I get it. Like here's my whole thing. Like if reparations happens, great. It's not on my top list of things just because it's another one of the things just like arguing the concentration camp thing. It's like, it's not going to happen. And I, there's so many other things going on right now. I'm not trying to have the argument. Should it happen? Yes. I'm not trying to have that argument at this point. There's so many other things going on that need to be addressed. And I think the first thing is I would like to know, what those reparations look like. Um, I think it's, I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very interesting discussion. Cause I think it has to be several things. There's monetary value. And then there needs to be a lot of things that come in and, and um, whatever reparations are, I feel like have to go about balancing the playing field. Yeah. And it's not just about like monetary value. We lost a lot of value as far as how we are viewed by society in general. 
Absolutely. And I don't know how I don't know how we re- rebuild that. I, I honestly, you know what? I don't one know thing, how we. You know one thing I see. I see almost like uh almost like you one giving more power to African American districts in voting voting rights. Um, okay. Maybe putting uh, a certain level of African American representation in the Senate. Okay. And requiring that, or in the government as a whole. Um, I don't know, but I, like I'm with you. Like you said, there's so much that was lost. Money doesn't cover it. So whenever I hear somebody talk about reparations and, 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 and doing and the money, see, I'm like, it doesn't, yeah. that doesn't that doesn't do enough. Like other groups, yeah, but other groups you see have gotten monetary reparations from, and we see just, that that hasn't really done much to improve their place in society. Look at Native right. Americans, man. Right, right. So it's like man, whatever. I can whatever, go on a whole tangent about that. That oh, pisses yeah. me off. But. Oh yeah, I can, I can, well, I can imagine because you're also in the. Pacific Northwest, so I can imagine that yeah. you see some stuff. Over and my great grandmother was straight up Native American. Oh, so shit. yeah, I can. Oof. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. Like to me, it. I, whenever anybody talks about reparation, they always seem to be talking about money. And I. I don't want to say that's not shouldn't be part of the package, but I bu- definitely believe it should be a package, right? It should be. Money should be part of it, but maybe I'll, there's another thing. Maybe it's land. Land might maybe. be a part of it, you know, um, because you know land is also becomes a very, very. It, it, trust me, and I know this. I'm selling them and buying my new house, like land can can actually take you a, a long way in this country, and in hoping to do that. So I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it actually looks like. And again, I know there are scholars out there that make this their life. Their, their life thing to kind of look into what reparations would look like. I just know that whatever it is, I wouldn't want it to be just money. Um, and whatever it needs to be, it needs to be significant enough. Because, and again, I've, I've seen the, 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 the meme of them going around showing that all these other groups have gotten reparations. What about, but African Americans have gotten nothing. The only problem I have with that meme is it's like, even when you look at those other groups, what happened to those groups, and again, it's not saying um, like the Holocaust or anything that wasn't bad. But no other group has had the sustained. No other group, other maybe, actually, I would say Native Americans. So other than Native Americans, no other group has had the sustained, has has had what what happened to them sustained for as long as African Americans have. It's Native Americans and African Americans. Those are the two groups that when you look at those these these reparations lists, you're like, yeah, but like Native Americans, African, Americans, it's still kind of going on, like it never really stopped, and they're still they're still. They're still dealing with the fallout of what happened. Like we didn't get our own country. We didn't get we we uh, in some we might have finally gotten an apology for slavery or something like that. Like like didn't it take a while to get a formal apology from the United States government for slavery? Yep. Like it's it's a, it's, a it's, it's it's just it's just it's just so much that goes into that. And so whatever it My is, suggestion, you just got we just got to hit the reset button and start the universe over and try do better next time yeah i mean yeah there, there is that <laughs> battle starting yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right um all right last thing uh it is time uh, to get some great moments of white privilege uh going here um it's just this is another one of those ones where it it like white people are are so bold and um yeah it's 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 fascinating to me. It, it's so fascinating to me to see how bold white people can be when it comes to certain certain things. You would think, you would think that they would have some 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 self awareness, but no.
All right, so great moments for white privilege. So, um, you remember the Charlottesville attack? Uh, where uh, yep. the what woman Heather Heyer was killed? Um, on my birthday. Oh wow! Oof, damn, I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know it was it happened on your birthday, man. Fuck. Um. So or right around there. I think it was the day after. Actually. Okay. Still. Oof, good. Yeah. I don't want it to be on your birthday. Um. So, uh, the twenty-year-old James Alex Fields Jr. Um, his lawyers are arguing uh, that uh, they're arguing for mercy. Uh, they've asked for mercy for their client, oh, and they want him to be put out of his misery. Is that what kind of mercy? No, no, no. no. They're saying that he should not spend the rest of his life in jail. The Associated oh, uh, Press reports that Saturday that the lawyers for a twenty-two-year-old James Alex. Field Jr. argued that Field's age and history of mental illness, along with a traumatic childhood, should factor into the court's decision as a decision that they hoped would amount to less than a life sentence. No amount of punishment imposed on James can repair the damage he caused to the dozens of innocent people, but this court could find that, that retribution has limits, that the attorneys reportedly wrote. Prosecutors, meanwhile, argue that their own memory, in their own memory that Field should serve the maximum allowed time under the law life in prison without parole, to deter future acts of domestic terrorism, according to the AP. Any- you know what's wild is this dude did what he did and gets to go to, possibly go to prison for the rest of his life. While, meanwhile, we got a bunch of kids who ain't done nothing to nobody. We're going to end up in concentration camps for mm-hmm. God knows how long. Mm-hmm. Some of them who have died. whatever kind of camps we want to call them. Some, some, some of them who have died. And this yeah. man killed a woman. And remember, for those who, who forget, this is a man who took his Dodge Charger, I believe it was a Dodge Charger, and rammed through a crowd of people. I think I want to say he did it twice. All right? This was not some accident. The fact that he was even there to counter-protest there showed that he had some, some, some fucking issue to begin with. He ran him over. The prosecutor said any mental health concerns raised by the defendant do not overcome the defendant's demonstrated Lack of remorse in his prior history of sustained racial animus. Prosecutor wrote of uh, Fields, who was revealed to be an avowed white nationalist by investigators. Fields was convicted of first degree murder in December for a hire's death, which occurred in 2017 to unite the right rally in Charlottesville. Um, again, this is the thing, too. His, his lawyer, and again, only white people can do this shit. His lawyers yeah. are arguing for mercy. This motherfucker has shown no remorse. None at all. How do you argue for remorse? How do you argue and say that um, he's he's been punished enough? He will he himself will not even come out and, and and admit that he was wrong and say that you know he's sorry. Won't even show remorse. Only white people can get that shit. But then, like you said, we just had the story about uh, the the kids in the concentration camp, and you're seeing people showing no remorse. That's wild. So, uh. I feel like I feel like I'm in the upside down, bro. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. So um yeah. Say to hit Oh no, you know what? This is not even a sad note to me because he's giving me a sentence on Friday and I'm pretty sure he's gonna get life in prison. So this is yeah. a good story to me. Like fuck him. Fuck his lawyers. I I get it that lawyers have to argue for their clients, but between this and the lawyer that literally argued that kids that kids not having toothbrushes, toothpaste and blankets wasn't doesn't mean the facility wasn't safe and sanitary. Between those two fucking lawyers, like I, I, I think I'm I got a problem with lawyers right now. Mm-hmm. Got a little bit of a problem with lawyers right now. Right now, until I need one. 
Until you need one, until exactly. Until I need one. Then they're fighting for me, and it's like, it's all a different thing. So, anyway. Um, all right, man. We can go ahead and wrap this up now. Uh, Jax, thank you very much yeah. for joining me, man. It's good to talk to you, man. I'm, it, yo, yeah. it's, good for, it's good hearing from you and good knowing that you're getting things together in Portland. I'm very excited for your new black friends that you have made. Uh, yeah, me too. Also, um, you know, now that I have a little bit of time, you're going to hear more from me now. You know, um, I'm still planning on doing the, the one podcast that I've mentioned. Um, it's not, it's, I don't know what it's called. It's not called ration and drink, but you know, it's, uh, it's basically going to be about a, a, an hour long episode where I've got guests on and we're going to talk about different, um, subjects every episode. Um, you know, I've, I've got an episode prepared to talk about sexual fluidity and I've got a bunch of different types of people, um, that are going to talk about that. We'll talk about polyamory. We'll talk about um, how what it's like dating in Portland, for example. Um, so that's one podcast. But I'm putting you on the spot here. But I think I, I think I also want to bring uh, video games back to MTR Network. Yo, I'm telling you, I'm, I've been waiting. Um, I, I've been I've been saving it for you. Is so space it, there, but this man? is this is it's going to be it's going to be a bit of a different type of video game podcast, though, because. Um, you know, we, we, we started as MTR Network, Movie Trailer Reviews. You know, started off reviewing trailers, and, and then we moved on to movies, to actual movies and TV shows. Um, so what I'd like to do with this podcast is take it in a different direction with video games, where we're not just talking video games, but every episode we'll, we'll pick in, in a video game and review the plot of the video game kind of like what we how we used to step through the old telltale games um you know what i mean like just talk about the characters talk about the story that was told talk about whether or not we liked it whether it was trash or not yeah we'll do like a small review at the beginning about the game overall but it'll be more focused on the story of the game and and not the gameplay no no um, i think that's great yeah so you know we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that offline but um that's definitely something to look forward to. Um, I got a few title ideas, so I'll, I'll hit you up about that a little bit later. But it's just something that I think we need to we need to bring video games back to the network at some point. Oh, absolutely, I'm here for it. So, all right, man. Uh, you got anything else you want to tell people uh, before we, nah. we wrap this up? Nah, man. If you're ever in Portland, look me up. Hit me up on Twitter at Jack's Dynamite. Uh, I think that's pretty much it, man. Cool. Well, everyone, thank you guys very much. We will be back in two weeks I think. don't yeah. lie to them y'all be back when y'all be back no no actually i have a guest already <laughs> lined up for the next for for the next show okay. not next week so july 6th so we'll be back july 6th actually uh bacon's coming on they're joining oh, me. okay yeah so uh they're coming on so uh i have i i have the next show guests already lined up and it's fine <laughs> and then the week after that is as i think is uh san diego comic-con so we'll be out anyway so yo um, i might meet y'all out there low-key yeah i mean i dude tell Look, this year I'm trying. I'm looking. This year I'm trying to chill way more than I do. So it's like I'm gonna be doing right. some work, but I'm also trying to chill way more than I normally chill. So like I don't I think I'm doing. I don't think I'm doing. Tour to DC. I know. Yeah, uh, we do need to do that. Studio. We do that. Yeah, we do. Yeah, just hit me up, yo. Like I said, I'm. Uh, I I I don't think I'm doing as much video stuff this year. I think I'm gonna just stick to stick stick, stick to photos, and um, we go from there. So yeah, um, yeah, man, we'll be around. So um, let you know. Yep. All right. Cool. Thank you guys very much for listening, and until next time, we are out of here. Peace. Peace.